Tigers Uncaged. Jesse and Lance talk Tigers and all things WHL with the voice of the Tigers, Tigers players, Tigers alumni, and insiders across the WHL. Here's your hosts, Jesse and Lance. where we talk about the Medicine Hat Tigers and the WHL. And man, is it exciting. Second episode in, we get to mm-hmm. talk about not only a win for the Medicine Hat <laughs> Tigers, but a shellacking. Yeah, a beating. A beating yeah. of the rival that we have had for years. My name is Jesse. He's Lance. We are also joined in studio by the man who got to call his very first Tiger game, hey. Gino DePauli in studio. Hey. How are you, buddy? <laughs> so excited. It was weird, man. Like, I didn't even think... I had no idea it was going to be 9-1. Like, there was zero, and I'm so nervous. Lance can attest this. I did, like, my opening monologue. Tribute to Reds. Get set. It's going to be a great season. We're going to have all this fun and, you know, everything sunshine, rainbows. It's going to be okay. And then it's just an explosion of goals. <laughs> yeah, right? And it, and <laughs> and it, it didn't start out way. good. Yeah. It did not start out good at all. That's the thing. Two minutes in, and uh, Braden Edwards scores for Lethbridge. And I, I don't know what you were thinking, but in my mind, I was like, oh, shit, here we go again. Like, we're yeah. going to. I, I thought, here we go again, too. Or like, oh, good. This yeah. is still going to be a rough year. And Matt, well, it was crazy. I'm sure you talked to Forbesy about it, but they, I didn't know this till after the game. The Hurricanes bus never showed up to Lethbridge. <laughs> That's what I heard, too, actually. Really? Yeah. So players yeah. and coaches had to drive themselves to Madison Hat. So you're already thrown for a loop already so that maybe was a factor and all that but man it was without brian thompson it was it was a tough go for the hurricanes like it just felt like anything that the tigers touched turned to gold that night like minus maybe a couple lapses right off the hop with a penalty they Mm -hmm. took three straight penalties and then finally got on the board and away they went after that i did i just did i saw them tie i'm like okay you know respectable this is western hockey league you don't no game's going to be easy, and then all of a sudden it's just bang, 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 and everybody got eight different goal scorers in that nine, in those nine goals. Of course, two by Oasis Weisblatt, and did we mention a 14-year-old had four points? Yeah, Here's, right? That's the thing yeah. I want to get into. I mean, <laughs> in all the years of you calling, let's remember this kid's 14 years old, and just his presence there just felt like the kid's been playing hockey his whole life. Pretty much, I th- I'm pretty sure he has. Like, yeah. like 14 years ago, what were we? I would have been. <laughs> I was 20 years old. 14 years. I was in. He is birth year is 07. He is. He doesn't turn 15. Gavin McKenna doesn't turn 15 till December the 20th of yeah. this year. So, yeah, I was in my first year of college at Saint <laughs> when he was born. And he's probably so born the, with the, the hockey getting stick. old. Car- yeah, literally. Oh yeah, he it, like it probably was on his body. Like, yeah, it, right. It's unbelievable. He he conducts himself very well. You've already discovered that, and you know we started. He started getting some media requests here the last little while, and I just kind of looked at um, Troy Durrell, and I looked. I'm like, we got to give this kid some space. Like, yeah. He's 14 years old. Like there's sometimes we're gonna have to say no to other people wanting to talk to him, right? But he, he handles himself very well. Like, he's yes. very well-spoken. Yeah. Like, the kid is, has done it before, and he's anticipating that he's going to be doing it a lot more. Well, that's the thing, right? I mean, that's that's been his life, really. When you're, when you're that good, when you're that talented at a sport, especially hockey in this country, you, you grow up almost under a microscope and a spotlight. And so uh, the, the eyeballs and the attention, I don't know if that's necessarily new. It's just a different stage at this point. 
And he and he lives in Whitehorse, Yukon. So I think you want to focus on something like that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I don't. I know Whitehorse in the summer is absolutely beautiful. I'm thinking in those cold days, you better be at the ranking. Very good at good at whatever you're doing. Yeah, so, yeah no doubt. I, and I think that's incredible to see. Like. And his, his minutes, like, like they don't track minutes in the Western Hockey League, but I quietly asked the coaching staff, I said, how much did McKenna actually play? He's like, oh, about 10, 12 minutes. <laughs> right. Like, they threw him in spots where he, were, they were, he would succeed, and he did exactly that. Yeah. I wonder this, and I want to bring this up as the first thing to talk about. Is it too much hype for a 14-year-old? Uh, Lance and I were looking at like YouTube videos, and there's clips of the first game from Saturday. And the first comment I saw was from a, a gentleman saying, that's the 2026 yeah. first-round pick. And I, I listen, I'm all first for First overall it. pick. Yeah, I'm all for it as a Tiger fan. But we do have to remember he's 14. Is it? Are we giving this yeah. kid way too much just for his own sake yeah. right now? Yeah, well, I think so. I mean, well, you only get you only get four more games with him this year, right? Until yeah. the season's over, that's yeah. the big thing. Everybody's he's not going to be the Lord and Savior this year. If no. that's kind of what you're hoping for, but you need to circle the calendar when he's coming here because that will be something that you could just feel the energy when he touched the puck, mm-hmm. especially when he was when he shot on that goal by Tyler McKenzie in the third period. If he would have scored, that place would have exploded if yeah. he got that. So. And he had, what, 25 of his family came down from yeah. Whitehorse and they were all hovering around the tunnel. And you That was just, such a cool that moment. That was though. really awesome. And I, but to back on to your point, I, you know what? Let the kid have his four games. Mm-hmm. He's going to practice with this team. He's going to be around. Give him a little bit of space. Like he, he is for like, he can't drive. Yeah. We discovered he, yeah, he can't drive. Can't so leave the kid. He can't run away from like paparazzi if there was anything <laughs> like that, right? He has to like run, legitimately run until he gets his license. I don't yeah. know. And well, he, there's a, there's a lot of promising prospects coming up through the ranks, but I I was really impressed with the rest of the group. It, it is one game. It's a very small sample size. Lethbridge had some stuff happening behind the scenes that we found out after. So I'm curious how they respond because you're going to have that tough game in Lethbridge, their home opener, and then the Winnipeg Ice come here on Saturday, and that will be a challenge as they're yes. the number one ranked team in the CHL. Right? Yeah, now. and it's so funny. You're going to see Stephen Arp. With uh, with the Winnipeg Ice, That's you'll right, also yeah. see Ty Nash, yep. who you already just saw got with Lethbridge, <laughs> now going to be with Winnipeg. So Ty just slowly calling uh, Co-op Place home to start the season because that's where he's playing all his games. But yeah, it, with McKenna, it's one of those things where you, you let him you let him do his thing, and that's actually one thing that the city's been really good at. Whenever there's been uh, great players that have come through, and there's been a number of them over the years, uh, they've always been welcomed with open arms. They've never been swamped. Uh, and they've never had that, that paparazzi moment, which is which has been nice, right? Yeah. Because that can that can become a detriment and a, a bit of a deterrent. Well, I look at like past like big name players that we got. Like I remember when Sillinger was there. I, I don't remember as quite of the hoopla with Sillinger. We were very excited for when he scored that first playoff game, and then all of a sudden yeah. that popped. Yeah. yeah, but I the last time with all that buzz would be Mads. Probably, when Mad Sogard yeah. came to the Medicine Hat Tigers and he was the goaltender and he was playing at the Leisure Center, there were so many people huddled around watching this gigantic kid <laughs> yeah. in net. Yeah. And as soon as we found out, you know, he loved Tim Hortons. People are buying him Tim Hortons at the games and all that. Yeah, like that it, was wild. There was a lot yeah, of... Is that, is that right, eh? Yeah. yeah, yeah like, I'm behind the times on that. But that's <laughs> unreal. <laughs> but people loved Mads. Like, there, there was a following. And it kind of reminds me a little bit of McKenna, but times two. Yeah, just with the, the pedigree and, and knowing... You know that he's what the first first overall pick since what Jabo it would have been Jabo yeah. we still think was yeah. the last for this organization so uh, a lot there obviously the one thing that I was surprised that we didn't see Gino that we're probably going to get Friday instead 
is uh, scraps or more physicality because well, that we game for the one, most part, but that yeah, was about it. It was kind of what did you call? You said it wasn't fight. exactly, yeah, it wasn't ex- wasn't no. exactly a scrap. That, comes, it was more of a pillow that fight. quote comes from a former Medicine Hat Tiger. It does state. indeed. It, from Mark Frank, who was my color guy in Okotoks, and every time there was like a pushing and shoving. And they didn't do anything. He just said, that's ah, just another pillow fight. <laughs> and that was more with what it was. It was. And, but you're 9-1. You're not going to waste your energy on that. I I don't know who's going to square up if you're going to do it right away. But, man, like, it's there's it's an exciting time for <laughs> Hurricanes and Tigers Part 2. And just kind of got realized that Drew Krebs was at on was skating this morning. Mm-hmm. as So he'll be... In the lineup on Friday, Saturday nice. against Winnipeg, nice. so the, the the Tigers go from five defensemen yeah. to now seven, and we'll see how they kind of rotate before they head out on that U.S. road trip, which will start next Friday in Everett. So I will say it's it's nice to get that first one out of the way, especially in nine one, because the team's going to feel real good. Yeah. Because then you get Lethbridge again with the potential to beat them. Winnipeg, which is not going to be an easy task, mm-hmm. and then I don't even looking ahead at that U.S. I don't even know what team. I don't think the U.S. ever really knows. They know yeah. Seattle's good, but like Seattle's going to be a favorite. They always the dog each other every year. Yeah. Like it's just it's nonstop. Like in they're the, all in the good, States. but they're always like 500 teams. And it's because <laughs> they're, they're all, all good. They're all fairly competitive, typically. Well, and I looked at the attendance actually for Everett. They led the league in attendance last year, so they they know how to have a good time. So <laughs> that's the first one is yeah. it's Everett Tri City. Then you a couple days off before it's a Seattle Portland. Then you finish off the following Friday in Spokane, which I guess is like according to Bob Ridley the most beautiful rink he's ever been to. So really, that's saying something. Yeah. Yes, he's seen them all. So when I'm a big I, uh, fan of uh, obviously Rogers. Yeah, in I mean, Edmonton. Yeah, I mean. he would always make comments when I uh, got to op games for Bob when he was up at the top of of Rogers and Edmonton. He's like. I can't even see down there anymore. <laughs> I need I need two sets of binoculars. I asked my mom for binoculars for my birthday, and she smart. got some. So, yeah, smart. Everybody told me about Roger's place being in. And I got laser surgeries. My eyesight's not bad anymore, but yeah, I looked up there when I was at the uh, World Juniors this summer. I'm like, how it's do you call a up. game from up there? <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> that is a long way up. And uh, make sure you have to uh, try the food at every rink because that was another thing. Like, yeah. I always got my best popcorn reviews. Apparently, the popcorn in Brandon, meh. Oh. That's what I I'm not a popcorn guy on no? ga- on game. No, like, God, me neither. No. no, like when I'm at home, best snack ever. Sure, but not on the road. Kernels I, on the road, just not it. <laughs> no, it no. just it doesn't go well with my whatever I do. I, yeah, and I don't know. I want to try rank food, but I do need to mix in a salad. A bit, <laughs> so, like, man. Well, you know, you worst. got one under your belt, and I'm curious how how was that game day? I would imagine the butterflies before the game. But uh, as you eased into it, it was probably just like riding a bike. Yeah, it was. I, I was more kind of making sure I had everything down broadcast-wise. Of course, I was losing my mind about, what, 6 o'clock when you showed up? Not, yeah, because, well, he was, not because Lance was late or anything. <laughs> no, I brought, I, was trying I, brought to figure out, I was trying to figure out, get the headphone jack to work on my computer so I can play interviews. So it's not a very dry broadcast. And I just couldn't get it, couldn't figure out. Grab the backup thing. I'm like, what's going on? Lance saves the day. He right. finds the actual cord that I need, <laughs> plugs it in, plug and play, bang. I'm yeah. like, well, then I, I wasn't too worried after that. It was more just because I wasn't familiar enough with Lethbridge. I, I, I'm the, I'll be my worst critic. I wasn't as good with their names and just kind of. That's I had I had Matt hats down, so that was yeah, the goal. Yeah. That was the goal. But we talked about one. that before. I mean, this was a completely new league for you, man. Yeah. And I mean, less than two weeks to get set for that first game—that's a lot of names. Like, you, it's one thing to not only prep the team that you should know because you're 
the announcer yeah, for that. You take care of but them, then yeah. you got to take care of the other team. That's a lot of There's information. There's a lot, and I don't think people understand and, and appreciate sometimes what a really good broadcast sounds like when you consider uh, on the back end. It's not just you know the names and the flow and the tempo and understanding the feeling in the rink and where the energy's at, all the stuff that goes into what you hear at the time. But it's knowing, okay, we got this sponsor here, and yeah, oh, when yeah. something happens, that's yeah. another sponsor. And okay, how many breaks do we have in this area? Like, there's a lot of like the boring stuff that happens. That the boring is, is the most important, the, and the boring <laughs> yeah. stuff becomes the most important. But Gino, like, I don't know, you and I, I thought I, I had was, fun. I he can't was speak for unbelievable. You. I had a good time. We had a, yeah, we had a I had a, time. a comment from a guy and said, "How come you don't have a former player?" I'm like, "Well, I've." Got a guy who did a bang up job. Like that's I don't need to have the TSN or Sportsnet models. <laughs> you don't need Pierre Maguire. I don't need a Pierre Maguire when I got Lance Doll. Like, yeah, right. right. No, he was you were awesome, man. You you saved me a little bit that we night. We had fun. So, you know, I'll be a road broadcast by myself, but that's when I get to be a little more. You know, I just go off my page, off my mm-hmm. ledger, and away we go from there. So I'm excited for it. Uh, the Winnipeg game will be fun with Lance back. I'm excited. We got th- at least 33 more games together. Yeah, so, yeah, and, yeah. and hopefully a, a playoff run. We'll see. The to me, the Central is so wide open right now. Yeah. Because no one's really kind of. There's a couple critics thinking that Swift Current might be there because of their draft prospects that are out at NHL camps. There's seven. One's back, so they're down to six. They do have one of their goaltending back. Are they going to make that stride? Does Calgary get a little bit better? Is Madison Hat making that strive to be better, at least through one game? Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. But is Lethbridge kind of on the downturn? I don't think so because they've made the playoffs for the last eight years. They've never missed the playoffs under Brent Kissio, ever. Right, right. So there's pieces there. I expect Edmonton to drop off because they pretty much sold the farm. They should be in a rebuild for the next three years. I mean, they're own two so far. So, yeah. I mean. Right on, right on track, what everybody thinks. Right? Yeah. So. And Red Deer, I mean, Red Deer lost their goaltender in Chase Coward, which is a big loss to them, but yeah. they're so skilled up front. That's one thing. And I talked to, you know, everybody around, like, Red Deer's still going to be good. They yeah. have, they were kind of built, like, for this year, kind of like Winnipeg could be as well. Well, so. I mean, I thought Red Deer was uh, a dark horse even going into last year. Last year like, I knew yeah. that, like, they, they snuck in, not even snuck in, but they were there. But a lot of people were talking about Winnipeg. A lot of people were talking about Edmonton. Red Deer and Brandon, I thought were just, they were they very were strong teams. Because you and I were excited to see Red Deer yes. and, and Edmonton yes. play in the semis, just because of of the additions they made. But it was at the same time they had Unger at the time before they dealt him away this season, who was one of their one of the better goalies really in the league, not just uh, in their tandem. But Coward was right there too, and, and now you have Unger shipped out, Coward's down, so. Uh, it's it's a bit of uh, an interesting time until Chase Coward's able to return, but yeah, the, the division kind of feels wide open, and when it feels that way, when it when it is a little bit more run and gun, you got to think that this year it actually would then benefit the Tigers potentially sneaking in the playoffs if that's something that they get on. A and bit if of a you hot can get for. out of the wild card, if you are in the divisional round, yeah, yeah, you've got you got a chance to win a round you, for sure. You really got a chance. Yeah, yeah, if you're going in that wild card, have fun. Yeah, that's probably not going to be the best time. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like what like Daryl Sutter said. It's a waste of eight days, right? Being in the wild card, so right. you want to get into that division spot, and you know what? The Tigers get the wild card. We're going to be excited because we're going to have playoff games, and sure. hopefully, you're going to see that arena get full. And so we'll 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 find out. And I thought there was more than tw- I was a little not disappointed in the attendance. I was like, 
I thought there was more. It felt like more than 26. It felt like three, but it was 26, 29 or whatever like was that, the number. Yeah. And I, I will probably... And Jesse wasn't there, so that does make yeah, sense that why does. there was less. <laughs> we do lose some there. I do think that because of the, the 9-1, the Gavin McKenna, I bet you there's an uptick on Saturday. Even though it's Winnipeg, I bet you there's an uptick. Because yeah. there's, I think Gavin's probably only in the five games, yeah. they're going to be all home. I can't really see Gavin going on the road. You'd I think imagine. there's going to be a lot of home games. He is practicing this week. I don't think he'll play. I'm not sure. you got to strategize when you want to use those four That's games. That's the thing. Yeah. Right? yeah. And we're not going to – well, we're going to have Gavin coming up in a bit so we can ask him if he's playing Friday. Yeah. So that'll work well. Uh, I'm sure he'll tell us straight up if he's going to play or not. But well, he'll know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He should know. But, yeah, attendance-wise, like I, I think I took a look at it, and, and the home opener would have ranked around third or fourth for home games last season outside of, like, Connor Bedard coming through yeah. uh, and the Edmonton Oil Kings at the end of the season when you got to see a Oof. championship team. So, uh, like, it, it kind of makes sense considering what those factors are. But that 50-50... Was yeah, not 50, a 50 50, 50 that was a 2,600 crowd. No, no, well, it, was it was a 50 50, 50 pot. It was like 3, 4K or something yeah. like that. I don't know. It was high. That's well, not bad. It yeah, felt not used to being that high. Yeah, not really? in a while. No, not in a while. while. We're not so. a gambling group, eh? <laughs> okay. well, we might no, be this, in this year. In this room? Oh, yeah, we yeah. are. We, you guys got to teach me the ways of the degenerate gambling. I've paid off most of my debts, so now I can start some Well, you're already winning. Pick up some new ones. Hey, we have an open room for sponsorship on this show, by the way. So Copper Cooley Casino, feel free. Yeah, can you imagine? By all means, we can be your destination for Tiger's info. By all means. Well, there was a speed of gambling. This has probably got nothing to do with it. There was a place in, like, Russia or Sweden where – it was like those back room gambling parlors where the, oh, you yeah. could bet on Western Hockey League games. Nice. I wish I could have get known. over there. I was Love like, that. how did we get there? Like, right? like, I'm pretty sure. I don't think I could do that. There's I, some still. legal sports books that do have I think there the is. opportunity now. Yeah. To, to it's The gambling world's a crazy one. And if you don't believe it, watch Sportsnet and they'll put, oh. put a bet 365 in your face. So Please just stop. <laughs> like, and that's what, like, it almost turns me off it. Yes. I'm like, I don't know yet. Stop ramming it down my throat. Yeah. But yeah. Just, oh, the, the leagues are making money off yeah. it. So no, they got to jam uh, it in you. Gino, one more before uh, we let you go. Now we're getting set for uh, official season. Is there a certain rank? Is there a certain city that you're excited to go to? Ooh, that's a... Uh, Calgary would be one for me for sure, just I would, because yeah. I'm from there. Right. Uh, and called, well, I didn't call any games, but I, you know, the Hitman was the team I watched growing yep. up. I remember watching Brad Moran way mm-hmm. back in the day. And that will be what that'll Brandle. be. That'll be more of a sentimental one for me. I because my dad was a season tickler with my parents for in the '80s and the '90s, and that'll be probably number one. And again, it's home, so that will be yeah. the home, the so-called home ring. It's not really <laughs> yeah. the home ring. Man, I don't know. I, I'm kind of more in because I looked at the schedule. I don't get to go to BC, so Vancouver would be kind of cool right. to go to. But man, I'm I'm looking forward to like heading to watch uh, probably like <laughs> this weekend and or next week in the U.S. Yeah, you're gonna like Everett. I, I've been told Everett's unreal. Spokane is amazing. I just. I man, I any rink's gonna be exciting. Rogers Place will be kind of cool, even though it'll be like eighty miles above sea level from yeah. that. But to spot. have that NHL feel, right? Yeah, to yeah, be yeah, able yeah. to call a game in the NHL, yeah. NHL rink. Like Roblin was telling us, he was pinching himself. Couldn't even Rids, it. when they built that rink, Rids was like, "It's way too fancy." Yeah, like, it's too fancy for the Western. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> something different. No, I, I, yeah, I, I think Calgary would be the one though. Like, for sure. That would be the one. Like 
the old the old girl that's forty years old, and who knows how many more games they're going to play in there, and because they hit and play out of seven Chiefs, right? Yep, like yep. a little bit too, if they'll get moved or the new arena will have to be twinned almost. It feels like, but no, Calgary would be the number one. For that me makes sense. Because. Yep, yeah, that's fair. Also, uh, in Everett, beware cowbells. I don't know if they still do them, oh, but I, I remember I remember when the Tigers were in Everett for the Western Hockey League final. Uh, game four, and you could hardly hear Ritz because uh, <laughs> it was nonstop cowbells in what felt like uh, a literal Quonset. So Wonderful. Uh, yeah, with that said, Gino, appreciate you swinging by. Also, on the other side of the break, Gavin McKenna. Come on. Check it out. Tigers uncaged. uncaged. More roar. Wheel of Games. Chat mornings are getting extra exciting with Jesse and Lance's Wheel of Games. Weekday mornings, they'll spin the wheel. And whatever game it lands on, that's the game you'll play. We're including favorites like face mask singer bidding baffles are you smarter than a fifth grader and adding in a couple of new ones like match game and wild card step right up spin the wheel and test your luck but no matter what game they land on you have a chance to play along and win twenty dollars to cowtown kids toy and candy in maple creek this is gonna be fun it's jesse and lance's wheel of games powered by cowtown kids toy and candy on today's country chat 94.5 Imagine white sand beaches, tropical drink in your hand, and the wreck loss. Today's Country Chat 94.5 is excited to send one lucky listener and a guest to Kicking It Country in Mexico with the Reclaws. You'll have two ways to enter the draw to win your way to the most amazing, all-inclusive country concert experience with the Reclaws and Petrick. Two ways, two ways, two ways, two ways. Number one. Be listening for your chance to call in for your entry. Number two. Chat Universe members, double your chances by watching your email for your invitation to enter to win a ticket in the draw. On October 7th, Jesse and I will announce who will be kicking it country in Mexico with the rec laws. And today's country, Chat 94.5. Tigers Uncaged. Let's go. Here's your host. I reveal myself to you all here. Jesse and Lance. Behold. Welcome back to the podcast, Tigers Uncaged. It's Jesse and Lance and uh, very excited. Uh, You know, first game in, Tigers looking really good against, especially a team like Lethbridge Hurricanes. Yeah, that felt good. Right? There's that rivalry there and it's not a close game. It's not a nail biter. This was a shellacking. Yeah, that doesn't happen often on the the Highway 3 rivalry. And uh, you look last year, the Hurricanes won all eight meetings between the two clubs. (laughs) Well, that, that went to bed real quick, and uh, in part, thanks to uh, a lot of offense coming from this young man that uh, joins us now on the podcast, Gavin McKenna. Gavin, thanks Gavin. for doing this, man. How are you, buddy? I'm good. No problem. Thanks okay. for having me. Let, let's talk about Saturday's game. What were the nerves like? This was your first WHL game. You've practiced with the boys. You've done some preseason, but this is the home opener. Were you as cool as a cucumber, or did you have some butterflies in your stomach? Um, there's a there's a little bit of butterflies, but I think after that first shift, uh, I think I was I got rid of all the nerves and was good to go. Yeah, usually when you get on the ice, it just like, kind of goes away a bit. But I, I had asked you Saturday post game and. I'd I'd like to kind of revisit that again quickly, Gavin. Just you know, obviously with the the you know the prominence of the first overall pick and, and all the hype around that, and and even what you did at Rink uh, last year, th- there's obviously been a lot of eyes on you and your play. I don't think that's any secret. But does that you know 
past experience of having a lot of people watch you and, and highly anticipating watching you, does that help when you get to your first Western Hockey League game? Does does that make the, the situation maybe feel a little bit more comfortable? Yeah, a little bit for sure. Um, yeah, I've played in front of the under the spotlight quite a bit, so it definitely did help a little bit. Um, but the boys have all treated me just like a, another one of them. They uh, haven't really cared that I was the first overall pick. They just took me in as one of them, which helps a lot. So, yeah. That's huge. Yeah, that is huge. And, and I mean, when you get four assists in your first game, it, that kind of shows, right, that there is that familiar, there's that bond already with the boys, and you guys looked really, really good Saturday night. What's it been like under, I, I know it's been a short time so far, but what's it been like with, with Willie? I mean, Willie's a guy who's kind of made his presence felt in junior. He mm-hmm. had a, a decent run in the NHL. What, what's it like coaching? Like, do you pinch yourself going, that's Willie Desjardins? <laughs> um, no, I've talked to him quite a bit. So I'm, I'm, I've got a lot more comfortable and a good relationship with him. So not overly. Um, he's a great coach. So uh, I love I love playing under him. It's awesome. Uh, Gavin, what does, uh, what does a typical day look like for for you in your world when you're not playing hockey, man? Like, grew up in Whitehorse. Uh, like, what did you do for fun out there when you're not on the ice? What do you do? Um, I like to dirt bike and side by side up in the mountains up there. Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we have like a BMX track here. It's not really necessarily a dirt bike track. I don't know if it's track, the same, but, but I mean, it's kind of. I mean, you could tear that up a little bit on the side <laughs> yeah. if you want to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I golf too. Uh, and yeah, I just hang out with my buddies pretty nice. much. Good. Uh, is there a pregame r- ritual or a pregame meal that's like your go-to that you have to have before every game? No, I'm not, I'm not superstitious at all. I don't, no. I don't have any rituals. Wow. Okay. Okay. I like that. All right. I like that. Yeah. Um, we'll just maybe th- keep throwing out random questions. Yeah, we're getting this, to know them. This is now the Get to Know Gavin McKenna segment. Um, uh, any brothers and sisters? Yeah, I got two sisters. Uh, one younger. Uh, she's uh, 12 years old. She plays hockey as well, and nice. one older. She's uh, 16, and she horseback rides. And the, the entire family, by the way, should know, was at the home opener, I think. Like, oh. y'all, y'all, you had the biggest cheering section, and then everyone mobbed the uh, the tunnel after the game. That that was so cool, huh? Yeah, that, that was really cool. Uh, yeah, it was, it was unbelievable to see all my family there and cheering me on. That's awesome to have that support like group. Two rows yeah, that's really cool. Those nuts. Uh, you know, growing up in Yukon, what would be uh, your favorite hockey team? Who you grew up? Who'd you watch all the time? Uh, the Blackhawks for sure. Really? Okay. Mm, yeah. Like a, like a Jonathan yeah. Taves guy. Yeah, I, I love I love Taser, and uh, I was a fan of Patty Kane. Oh yeah, okay. well, hard not to love Patty Kane. Yeah. I mean, yeah. maybe maybe he'll be an Ottawa senator too with the Brinkett. Who knows? Well, well that's one of the best one-two <laughs> yeah. punches I think hockey's had. Yeah, right? Taves, Taves and Kane, and yeah. Kane for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, so for sure. so when you are, are kind of like people ask all the time, and it's kind of this this weird question because so often they'll say, <clears throat> "So who do you model your game after?" And like, who do you who do you want to you know be? Who do you look at? And I think there's always elements of different players that that you want to look at, but at the end of the day, you want to be yourself. Uh, so all yeah. that set aside. Who are some of the players that you kind of like? You look at and you, you kind of pick things from what they do. Like I can imagine guys like Patty Kane. You probably watch how they they play along the boards and and blow the hash marks and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I think yeah, Patty Kane for sure. Just his uh, shiftiness with the puck, um, his playmaking abilities, and uh, just how he sees the ice. Uh, yeah. Very curious about this because we're 
we haven't really seen this from the Tigers for quite some time, where a guy where we pick first overall, we only get him for five games this year. Mm-hmm. W- what do you take away from those five games? Like, do you do you try and soak as much as possible in the WHL, knowing that you'll go to the academy after? Uh, is that something that you'll do? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's obviously a good good thing to have these five games. It'll give me a taste of what's expected for next year. And um, yeah, I'm pretty much just. Uh, pushes me even more knowing that I don't have a, a minimum games. Uh, I have to uh, pretty much show myself in all five of those games. It's a valid point. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious, is anyone on the team uh, taking you to, to get your learners at some point soon? <laughs> I get my learners uh, in December. So Oh, let's, oh, go. let's go. All let's right, go. December. Huge, yeah. huge. Can't wait. That's exciting times. And then, uh, and then we just got to get one of the guys to to get off their GDL, and you can drive them to work. Oh, for sure. Okay, yeah. perfect. <laughs> Love it, Gavin. Yeah. Hey, man, we we appreciate your time, man, uh, for doing this. I know you got practice here coming up, but uh, congratulations on the success so far. Again, I know it's been one game, yep. but not only like I'm speaking as a Tiger fan, that was a game that we needed mm-hmm. because last year was not the year that we wanted, and uh, you know you've been the bright spot in a very short season so far. A lot so of congratulations, excited, man. man. Thank you. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. More Hockey Talk on the way with Tigers Uncaged. Who is the strongest person you know? Super wrong. What? The strongest person is any teacher, and we want to reward them. Teacher Timeout is on today's country, Chat 94.5. You go to chat94.5.com and nominate a superhero today. Teachers are superheroes. They sure are. Thanks, Captain Obvious. If they win, they get a $50 gift card from A&W on Stratton Road, Mr. Lube, and Southside Laundry and Dry Cleaning. Teacher Timeout. Yeah! I really need it! On today's country, Chat 94.5. We're back on the bus. The Chat Food Drive is coming back in all its original glory. All its original glory. And we can't wait to get out there and see you. Businesses become part of the Food Drive Network and help us restock the shelves at the Root Cellar Food and Wellness Hub as we head into their busiest season. Visit chat945.com to sign up your business as a collection point during Food Drive 2022. We'll be aboard the Tracks Coach Lines Food Drive bus on November 16th and 17th, making our way around Medicine Hat and area to pick up all the food and cash donations. I want to see what they up to. Chat 94.5 Food Drive. Woo! The talk of Tigertown. Great moments are born in great opportunity. Tigers Uncaged with Jesse and Lance. Welcome back to Tigers Uncaged, the podcast for the Medicine Hat Tigers, and we are so happy to have, for the first time, by the way, Yeah. never had this guy on. He joined the Hurricanes broadcast back in 2014. Wow. He has called well over 450 games. When you think of the Lethbridge Hurricanes, you think of this man. It is Dustin Ford. Hey! Popping the cherry. Wow. What, a, what an intro, too, man. Uh, over 500 games, by the oh, way. Oh, wow. Oh, you're yeah. a 500. Guy, but well, you know yeah, how I we are. My, Math is not our strong suit. regular. Yeah, yeah, we're not good at numbers. Call my 500th regular season. Okay. Hey, right. Good for you, buddy. Hey, no, Bob Ridley. But. There's yeah. that. Yeah, well, I mean, good luck with that one. There is that rivalry between the Tigers and the Hurricanes. I don't want to put sand in the wound. It's only one game. But what the hell happened to you guys on Saturday night? Like, it, Trust me, we had a lot of those games last year, the 9-1s. Yeah. But in your opinion, what went wrong for the Lethbridge Hurricanes? Uh, that's a really good question, fellas. Uh, it just wasn't their night, eh? Uh, yeah. I think the whole team probably would like a do-over on that one. and uh, I think that starts from the goaltenders 
out and everybody else in between. So uh, definitely looking forward to see how the team responds this Friday uh, with that rematch uh, in Lethbridge. And that's the nice thing. Like typically with the the Tigers and Hurricanes to start the season, it's that back-to-back so you can quickly forget about it. But this this time's a little bit different. You have the, the five, six days in between games uh, to kind of go back to the drawing board, get to practice. You're there right now at the MMAX just kind of seeing how things are going. Uh, what's the vibe like at practice and, and where do – uh, you know, the players and coaches maybe want to clean things up ahead of Friday. Yeah, that's one of those things, right? Like you, you said, normally you get the two games on back-to-back nights. So after a game like that, you can kind of reset and get right back after it. This case, not the way, and you have to kind of sit on it. And it, I, a loss like that to open up the season and the worst loss in Hurricanes history to open up the season, you have to go back to 2009 when they lost 8-1 in Kootenai. Mm-hmm. Uh, to kick off that season, uh, I, it's definitely, definitely stewed and certainly left a sour taste in the mouth of everybody within the organization, I would say. And so it's been a hard week uh, and a lot of work put forward and some good pep and energy and a lot of teaching when it comes to the practice component of things. And uh, I think the one thing that I've learned in my, well, now nine years and eighth year working with Brent Kissio and ninth year working with Peter Anholt is a loss like that uh, doesn't sit well ever and is one of those games that you quickly learn from and move on from. And I think that's going to be the type of team that we see on Friday night. And, hey, look, like they made some changes this week too. They made a couple of trades. There's a couple, one body out, one body in. So, uh, that should ignite a little bit of energy, and they're going to add Cole Shepard as well, who got back from Vancouver Canucks training camp on Friday, uh, and he missed last week. So uh, I think you're going to have a couple of new faces and some energy into the lineup, and we'll see what happens. And as you guys know, right, like the the home opener is always different than the first game on the road. Yeah. So there's a lot more hoopla, pomp, and circumstance around the home opener, and I think that's one of those situations that – the players get excited about. It is going to be interesting to see because Lance and I are making the trek. We're going to Lethbridge for the home opener, and I'm very curious, is it going to be a dogfight? Are we going to see, you know, high scoring? Because we saw it from the Tigers. I anticipate we're going to see it in Lethbridge Mm -hmm. at the home opener. Mm -hmm. Or did the Tigers maybe use all the goals that they had? (laughs) We're a team that we didn't score more than four goals a lot last year, so the fact that we did was very promising. What do you think? Are you expecting a high scoring, or could we be in for a 2-1 game? Uh, it's funny because when you expect a high scoring game, usually that's not what you get, right? Yeah. Normally it's a 2-1, 3-2 tight game. I could see some goals. Uh, you look at that Medicine Hat team, and I, I don't know if, if they've been given the credit that they deserve, uh, even from myself maybe, um, from last year to this year you know we all know the the struggles last year but i'll say this when you have that many oh fours that many guys who are going from their 17 year old year to their 18 year old year you're bound to have five or six of those whatever it is 10 guys take a really big step into that 18 year old year and i think we saw that uh the other night andrew basha as an example i think is maybe poised to have a really big year all all the skill in the world yeah I mean, I'd, we can talk about Gavin McKenna if you want and what he showed as a 14-year-old, which is incredible. Um, but you're bound to have guys take a, another step. And the Tigers, 
this would be maybe a hot take. The Tigers remind me of a Lethbridge Hurricanes team when Brent Kissio first took over. The year before, the Hurricanes were not good. They won 20 games. The year before that, they won 12. But before Brent came here, they had won 20 games, and they came out of the gate and surprised everybody and never looked back. And they went on to win the division and win 46 games. Now, I'm not suggesting that's what Medicine Hat's going to do, but I get the same sense and vibe because you've turned over a pretty good nucleus of players from last year. So uh, I guess the long answer is we could see some goals on Friday night. I wouldn't mind that uh, as long as it's not one-sided like it was last week. <laughs> yeah, certainly. That, either way, a, either way, a to be honest game. with you. Those games suck to broadcast whether you're on the winning or the losing end of it. Uh-huh. So, uh, it, yeah, it's just not fun. If, if it's 5-4 or 6 Four or seven, five, sure, let's do it. And that's very possible. There, there's, there's quite the potential for it. Um, you also saw the the temper start to flare a little bit towards the end of that game back at Co-op Place last weekend. So I would imagine there's a bit of carryover, especially when Lethbridge gets on the home ice. You kind of want to assert your play style and a bit of your dominance into the game early. So I wouldn't be surprised to see that either. But uh, you were mentioning 2004s. You're mentioning the trade that uh, was made. One out, one in. Ty Nash uh, heads out to Winnipeg, and in comes Tyson Zimmer uh, out of Brandon, and he kind of compliments Logan McCutcheon and, and Braden Edwards in that or, oh, uh, 2004 group, that is. Mm-hmm, yeah, and, and you know what? I, I like the move. I mean, the one thing yesterday, uh, as we talk, it's Wednesday, um, when they made the trade, one of the things that I saw on social media and people texting me is, oh, you're moving such a great kid in Ty Nash. And, yeah. Yeah, Ty's as good as they come. He's always positive, always had a smile on his face, great to be at the rank, hard worker, and a fan favorite. But the one thing that you have to do when you're in management in hockey is cut the cord when it comes to personal and work. And Peter Anholt does that really well. And, you know, talking with him, he said, you know, no one likes Ty Nash more than I like Ty Nash. But you have an opportunity to bring in a former sixth overall pick by the Brandon Wheat Kings only three years ago in the 2019 draft, has all the skill in the world, and was kind of buried on that Brandon team last year as a 17-year-old. So I mm-hmm. think there's some upside there. He's a right shot um, and, and has, like I said, the skill. So I, I, there's going to be an opportunity in Lethbridge for him, uh, certainly to take that next step in his development and, and maybe try and become that scorer that he was when he was playing minor hockey and ultimately caused them to go sixth overall in the prospects draft. And he's going to be in the lineup on Friday night. So we'll see what happens. He'll get one practice uh, under his belt with the Hurricanes. So it'll probably be a bit of an adjustment for him in terms of systems and how things are operated here. Uh, The one thing I think with hockey is you can go coach to coach and for the most part, there's a lot of similarities, but there are some differences. And so there will be a bit of a learning curve for Tyson Zimmer, but I think it's a good add. And uh, You're right. It adds to that 4 group. And uh, even further than those three, add Hayden Smith, who came over in a deal last year. And mm-hmm. then you look at the 05 and 06 group here. Uh, definitely something that I think has quietly been built uh, for, you know, or towards for next year and the year after. And that's not to discredit or discount this season too because the one thing with the left Hurricanes is playoffs is always something that they want to you know be in and I still think that this is a team that thinks they're good enough to be a playoff team and down the line and you talk about potential and upside with with Tyson Zimmer top 10 
picks coming out of the WHL draft if their forwards typically have that offensive ability to them. And then you start to, to kind of dissect the, this Hurricanes roster and you realize there's probably going to need to be a couple more moves made when it comes to the overage front, which then would open up a little bit more secured playing time for, for a guy like Zimmer coming in. But is there any sense on, on when some of those decisions might be made around the O2 group? Well, right now they have five on the roster, and that starts with Brian Thompson in goal, and then you've got four forwards in Jet Jones, Alex Thacker, Cole Carrier, and the newly acquired Cole Shepard. The one thing of that is Brian Thompson is hurt right now to start the season. So he's kind of the forgotten guy in the mix. They will have to make a decision on the forwards, uh, whether it be Jones, whether it be Thacker, whether it be Carrier. I don't imagine it would be Shepard. Myself, when you've given up a third-round pick to go get him, um, we'll see what happens. Uh, They haven't, I think the deadline's October the 10th to make that call and get Mm -hmm. down to three. Um, we'll see what happens this week. And then they go on the road next week for uh, three games, four games and five nights with a home game at the end of it next Saturday. So uh, there definitely is a decision to be made. Thompson is, like I said, kind of the forgotten guy because he's hurt right now and and isn't projected to be healthy until the beginning of November. So that component will be stayed a little bit. Uh, But right now it's definitely that forward group that they got to trim by one and uh, who knows who it'll be um, it, when it comes down to it. Uh, Cole Carrier played last Friday or Saturday, uh, and we'll see what happens in terms of the lineup this weekend uh, against the Tigers. But uh, the one thing that I I admire but don't really, <laughs> I guess in a sense, would want is to make those decisions, yeah. right? Like yeah. those are hard decisions to make. Yeah. Um, and uh We'll see what Peter Anholtz and the coaching staff and the rest of the group here think is the right call for their group moving forward. Forbes, yeah, I know that we're really early into the season, but uh, who are you expecting big things from this season? Like, who do Tiger fans have to worry about when it's going to be the Hurricanes and Tigers? Well, you mentioned Braden Edwards earlier. I think that's one of the guys uh, on that line. Uh, we saw a snapshot last year when Edwards came over at the deadline, and they put him on a line with Logan Wormald, who was a 16-year-old last year, and Miguel Marcus when he came up after his uh, U18 season was done. And they put those three on the line, and we kind of, uh, you know, quipped on the broadcast. It's kind of a uh, back-to-the-future line because it's we see it now, but it's definitely a snapshot into the, the, the future, and it's so exciting. Three really talented young players. Uh, you, you talk about Edwards, he's an 04, but he's a late 04, so this is his first year in terms of draft eligibility for the NHL. Logan Wormald is an 05, so he's a 17-year-old in his first draft year, and Miguel Marcus, the 06, uh, won't be draft eligible until next year, going into his 16-year-old year. So that's the line that I think the Hurricanes hope uh, becomes the line that really drives the offensive side of things for the team whether that be right from the start or uh, throughout the course of the season. But you look at their year last year, and all three of them had really good chemistry and and put up some numbers late in the second half of last year with the Hurricanes pushing for a playoff spot. So I think they hope that that's a line that can kind of click and and start to get going, hopefully, as soon as uh, Friday. Uh, Last one from me, Forbesy, and it's it's about Joe Arnson, who seems like every time I, I watch him, 
Uh, there's just little wrinkles that are added to his game that become uh, more and more heightened as the, a season goes on. You see there's more offensive production year over year. He's finding his way into more dangerous spots in the Ozone, but still one of the toughest guys to play against uh, in, in his own zone and within his own blue line. Just What have you seen in the progression from Joe Arnson? Well, first and foremost, Joe's a man. Uh, he's yeah. a farm kid from Dinsmore, Saskatchewan, you know, it really grew up, you know, in that culture of, you know, working hard and getting up first thing in the morning and taking care of the animals and the farm. And uh, I know his dad, Cody, is still a really hard worker in that regard. And uh, so that kind of translates. If you've ever seen Joe, and I know you guys have, like, he is an absolute man on the back end. He's big, he's strong. Uh, and you're right, he, he's added a lot to his game. He, I think he, he almost got to 44 last year. Got into Carolina's rookie camp uh, earlier this month, and that was a big experience for him to kind of see what the next step is. And he's a co-captain on this team, and he's really developed into not only a good human being but a good hockey player. And uh, Peter Anholt said it last week on the Pipeline show with Keith Flaming. I don't know if Joe Arndt gets the credit he deserves around the league, uh, in terms of how valuable he is to the Hurricanes team. Uh, he's just rock solid back there, and uh, we'll see how he kind of progresses this year. I think the offensive side is one of the things that he wants to build upon. I think if memory serves, it was 37 points last year, and I think he probably wants to be a 50-point guy on the blue line and uh, couple that with his defensive ability and toughness. I mean, that's the one thing, too, is, when Joe Arnson's on the ice, there's a little bit more room for everybody else because he's a, he's a threat back there. And uh, if you take a liberty, he's definitely going to you know, step in and have a word uh, if there is a liberty taken. And he's not afraid to chuck him if he has to. Uh, and definitely, he, I, I just think he's, he's a pro. And this is a guy I think that will get some pro interest. Obviously, he already has with going to Carolina for the camp. But uh, he's in his 19-year-old year this year. Is he back next year as an overage? We'll see, but because I, I think he could play professional uh, mm-hmm. down the line, maybe as early as next year. Yeah, I mean he's listed six two, two hundred, but Ooh. he's he he it's he's like the human version of a a heavy fastball in the bigs, where it's like ninety one, ninety two, but it it's heavy and it yeah. comes on you quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's a he's a bigger <laughs> yeah. two hundred than what what is listed as two hundred. You know? No, oh, I agree. I agree. Hundred uh, percent. It, it's fun to watch him. I'll say that he's got a cannon too. That's the one thing that you don't see a lot is when Joe can uh, lean into one. He's got a heck of a shot uh, on the blue line, and we've seen that uh, a little bit through his career. And I think that's one area that he wants to use more is the slap shot because it is lethal. Forbes, we appreciate you. Uh, one last one. Uh, what was it like? We, you only got to see him for a little bit, but uh, Hopwell was a huge fan favorite of the Medicine Hat Tigers. Still blows my mind that the Tigers and the Hurricanes were able to squeeze <laughs> a deal because you never see that. But what did uh, Hopwell mean in that little time that he, you guys had with him? Yeah, of course, and really good guy, eh? Like, yeah, really just good. a really good human being. Uh, I think if you were to ask him, uh, I, I don't know if, if the on-ice performance maybe uh, was what he had hoped it would be and maybe what the team had hoped it would be. Um, it kind of took him a little bit to hit the ground running. When you go from uh, that rivalry, you know, a four-and-a-half-year Tiger to now becoming a Hurricane, 
<laughs> like that that's a big adjustment. You talk yeah. about being traded for the first time in your career, that's always a shock and an adjustment going to a new group. Going to a group that you've been trained for four years to hate yeah. and the other way around, right? Like that that took a bit of time, but uh yeah, just a tremendous kid, tremendous guy. Uh always had a smile on his face when he was here and uh, I'm I'm from Vancouver Island, so I, I have a soft spot for those island guys. Of so course. of course, him being from Duncan, and uh, it was funny. We had our parents' weekend here. I want to say about a month after the trade, and uh, prior to being in Lethbridge, I did the play-by-play for the Cowichan Valley Capitals of the BCHL. And Cowichan Valley, for those that don't know, is uh, basically the the main hub in the Cowichan Valley is Duncan. And uh-huh. uh, so, of course, it would have been a kid when I was there. And uh, I remember his parents had come out from Duncan for the parents' weekend, and I always like to go around and introduce myself and talk to the parents because I do the communications for the team too. And uh, I was talking to them, and they're like, Dustin Ford. Like, that name sounds familiar. I was like, well, I'm from the island, but I also did the play-by-play for Couch. And they're like, that's it. Like, we remember <laughs> that name. And I think there might have even been a night where uh, – one year, the the one year that I was there, I think Corson was uh, one of the like seventh skaters or something like that, or the sixth skater. So yeah, kind of full circle, uh, but funny. definitely a good family and a good kid, and uh, wish him the best moving forward. Hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. We love Corson. If we he appreciate- was going to the Hall of Fame, he'd be a hurricane though. I'm just yeah, I mean, okay. That is true. Right. That is All true. Right. That would pain us, but you're absolutely right. Forbesy, we appreciate you taking the time out. There's a reason why you've called well over 500 games, my friend. You are a gem, and uh, we appreciate the hell out of you. Hey, they haven't fired me yet, so uh, <laughs> doing something right, I guess. <laughs> More Tigers uncaged in seconds. That's how winning is done. The chat disconnect. Bye bye. The chat disconnect might be one of my favorite games. And Medicine Hat Brewing Company might be one of my favorite prizes. There's just something so satisfying about hanging up on people. Not that we ever do that normally. We love the chat family. How can I not love it? It's the chat disconnect with today's country, Chat 94.5 and Medicine Hat Brewing Company. Weekday mornings, Jesse and I get three callers on the line for a trivia showdown. Get it right, you move on. Get it wrong, and you're disconnected. Oh, bye-bye. Be the last one on the line and you win $20 to Medicine Hat Brewing Company. The Chat Disconnect. Weekday mornings at 8.40 on Today's Country, Chat 94.5. Powered by Medicine Hat Brewing Company. Imagine white sand beaches, tropical drink in your hand, and the wreck loss. Today's Country Chat 94.5 is excited to send one lucky listener and a guest to Kicking It Country in Mexico with the Reclaws. You'll have two ways to enter the draw to win your way to the most amazing, all-inclusive country concert experience with the Reclaws and Petrick. Two ways, two ways, two ways, two ways. Number one. Be listening for your chance to call in for your entry. Number two. Chat Universe members, double your chances by watching your email for your invitation to enter to win a ticket in the draw. On October 7th, Jesse and I will announce who will be kicking a country in Mexico with the rec laws and today's country, Chat 94.5. Jesse and Lance are back with more Tigers Uncaged. Fast and fearless, baby, here we go! 
Well, that'll wrap up the podcast. Again, thank you everyone who has uh, stuck with us and has listened. We had some incredible numbers for the first episode of Tigers Uncaged. Yeah. And I would hopefully, knock on wood, assume that with the excitement that's going on right now, a lot of Tiger fans are going to be interested in this episode because we got to talk to Gavin McKenna. Yeah, that's uh, that's quite the the nice opportunity. And thanks to Gavin for being yeah. so, so kind to us with his time. I'm sure there's been a lot of people reaching out wanting to have conversations with him from the media and to give you and I just a couple losers a, a couple minutes. That's pretty nice of them. So. We appreciate that. Also got to talk to Gino and uh, Dustin Forbes with Lethbridge Hurricanes. Yeah, appreciate their time as well. Big game Friday night mm-hmm. in Lethbridge and Max Center for their home opener. You and I are going to be there. Yeah, we're making the trip. Very excited about that. I expect it's going to be a dogfight. Me too. And I'm going to throw this out there. I think the Tigers, I think it is a must win. I know we're early on, mm-hmm. but I think the Tigers got to win Friday nights mm-hmm. because Saturday and then the U.S. road trip, it's going to be tough. Yeah, it's going to be tricky. Like uh, like Gino and I were talking during the, the pregame on the home opener last weekend saying if they can win two of these first three, that's a really good start to the season because Winnipeg's good. Yeah. Like they're, even with players gone to NHL camps, are going to be good. And so you almost need to win both against Lethbridge, which is hard to do. Like even if it's, you know, six days in between the, the home and home, it's it's not easy to to win both on on back to back games uh, against the Lethbridge Hurricanes, whether there's you know back to back days or not. So uh, I think it's when it, it's going to be close Friday. I expect more physicality. Mm-hmm. Probably see a little bit more intensity from from Lethbridge early. If the Tigers can weather like the first ten minutes in Lethbridge, they might be well on their way to another win. But that that early push is going to come pretty strong from from Lethbridge. They almost did it to, to the Tigers on the home opener yep. here a week ago, right? Scoring two minutes in kind of puts the crowd back in their seats. Uh, the Tigers were able to rally. We'll see what happens, but uh, I would expect. Uh, I'm going to say a 4-1 decision for the Tigers. Wow. Yeah. I, li- I like the the way of that. I'm going to go 4-2. Cool. Tigers okay. win. They'll get that empty netter. Good. I think I predicted that last week. Um, You know what? <laughs> With Winnipeg... I think it's going to be closer because remember last year when these good teams came to co-op place, yeah. the Tigers played them very well. Early on, they yeah. beat Edmonton, which was huge. Mm-hmm. Could we see that again this year? Could they squeak out a victory against Winnipeg yeah. as Winnipeg is still getting their bar or their bearings? Yeah, and still getting players back and whatnot, right? That so. could be maybe a 3-2 loss, mm-hmm. but it could be a 3-2 win. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of tossing that up there, but I definitely expect it to be close yeah. against Winnipeg. It should be. I, I'm also interested to see... We didn't really get into it much, but is Beckett Lankow playing both games this weekend? Is he That's true. Is he going to play in Lethbridge and the turnaround at home against Winnipeg? Or does Ethan McCallum get in? Because you, you might think you got this five-game road trip. Beckett's probably slated for three or four of the five. Uh, do you want to get McCallum into a game before you get to that point? And which is the better option? Is yeah. it better to have him play in Lethbridge against the Hurricanes, but it's their home opener and feel that pressure? Or would you rather him play against one of the top teams in the Western Hockey League in the Winnipeg Ice, though they are short some some manpower, they still have a bunch of incredible players. Like which is the the better option? Or do you just run Langkow out for both? I mean, there's that. Maybe because it is early on that they will do that. I just yeah. I always fear this early of injuries. That's yeah. all that's all that's yeah. always what but I mean if we're looking down that road, I think McCallum would play Friday. And mm-hmm. I think you gotta put your guy, yeah. your number one, in that position to play the the harder teams. See, but then you could also argue that the division games matter more. 100%. Yeah. Like you, because this as we were talking with Gino, the division seems like it's so up in the air this year. I know it's been very early one game for the Tigers, 
but it's trending that way to be a pretty up in the air type of season in the central division. So what? you might prioritize trying to win your divisional games more yeah. so than, than trying to beat a Winnipeg for a night, right? Yeah, maybe you got Beckett in Friday night, and then you have McCullough in uh, for yeah, then you go to Saturday, but he's on a short leash. Saturday, because yeah. Because you don't want to boost. Like, don't, you want don't want to wanna, expose him. Yeah, you don't want to kill the confidence. No, and and then he'll get in on, in, on the U.S. trip, so that'll be good, too. And very interesting. A lot of options for Willie Desjardins. And we cannot wait. We'll be back here next week. As always, we appreciate you. I'm Jesse. He's Lance. This is Tigers Uncaged. This has been Tigers Uncaged with Jesse and Lance. Thanks to all of our show contributors. Thank you for your help. Be looking for a new Tigers Uncaged podcast every week during hockey season.